welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music from Jasula. Find out more about her at jasula.com. And today I am very pleased to have guests from the incredible science fiction and fantasy book publisher, Tor. Say hi, everyone. Introduce yourselves. Hi. I'm Renata. She, her. I am a marketing person at Tor Books, and I mostly just scream about great books all day Thanks until my having. voice gets hoarse. Uh, I'm Rachel Taylor, she, her. I'm also a marketing person at Tor Books. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, already on it. Great. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Love it. Oliver Doherty, they, them pronouns. Um, I'm an EA over at Tor. Um, been there for about a year. And it's delightful. Publish a lot of good books. Check them out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I've read so many Tor books over the years, partially because I am, uh, in fact, friends and roommates with Rachel, who brings all of them home. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I Biggest perk of, of publishing. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. So I read um, a lot of tour books, and the stories are great because obviously science fiction and fantasy is this world where you can like make so many different things. But um, what is what is working at a science fiction and fantasy publisher like? Like, what makes it wonderful for for y'all? Or not wonderful? No pressure. <laughs> Um, one thing that's delightful is the amount of um, nerdiness and investment in sci-fi and fantasy things that everyone has, like walking around the office back when we were based in a physical place. Mm -hmm. um, someone would have, um, someone had a big Nosferatu cutout. Uh, other <laughs> people had swords behind their desks or were ordering a crossbow oh, uh, yeah. through the office um it's a very nice vibe it doesn't feel weird to be pumped up about sci-fi and fantasy yeah i think before tour every place i've worked and i'd say most places i've been i've been the nerdiest person in the room mm. and that is not true at tour uh, there are uh, so many glorious nerds, so many just really smart people. And if you want to have a spirited debate about which of Batman's nine children are the best, um, <laughs> you can go there. Or, um, I mean, everything, though. I, I, every time I discover a new nerddom, somebody at Tor is already in it who can talk to me about it when i a couple years ago oh, yeah. i started steven universe watched all five seasons at the time in nice. like two months or less and then i was like everyone speak to me about steven universe and all the steven <laughs> universe fans leaped out of the woodworks yeah, I definitely agree The people are some of the most amazing parts of it, like being able to hang out with such nerdy, awesome people. And then also on the work end, I run our social media accounts and having the freedom to just scream randomly. 
on Twitter is always <laughs> is is always a fun time and to just be able to you know like embrace the books and yell at them then have authors that are also really engaged and want to yell back at you and engage with you on Twitter and it makes people really excited and that's really awesome to say interesting it sounds like you found your home in nerddom like you're in like through these jobs uh was there any other like so any other places that you guys had um kind of nerd groups before working a tour or was tour really the the place to go um i know for me but prior to working at tour i worked at a manga publisher um so it was a different type of nerdy um but it was still definitely one of my first avenues for like more professional setting of nerdum because i was able to go to conventions for work uh, we had like friday night board game nights which was really awesome so it was another not not quite the same but still another good area to be able to be around other nerdy people mm -hmm. i have a board game group shout out to the nerd herd uh, which <laughs> tragically is what they uh, we call ourselves, <laughs> but um, uh, it's I'll great because it. it's I mean, that that group mostly consisted of we would eat dinner together and then we would play board games. Oliver, what about you? Um, just friend groups, really. Um, mm -hmm. Renata, my high school friends were also called the Nerd Herd. Uh, <laughs> <kind of> wild. <laughs> Uh, nerds uh, in our originality. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, there rhyme. are only rhyming. There's so many. Mm -hmm, there are not many things that rhyme with nerd. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not many collective so nouns of... that rhyme with nerd. No. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's true. Um, a lot of board gaming um, and. Um, video game playing and whatnot mm -hmm. but nothing nothing in like a larger community in terms of like the 80 people of tor mm -hmm. and but but all of y'all have had experience with tabletop role playing games in your in your lives like over time right yes yes Yep. 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 Got head nods. Yep. All yeses from everyone. What like so how many how many types of games like of the of that ilk have you experienced and um like how did you find them? Was um, it just I'd Dungeons say... and Dragons? Has it been other games? Like what's been yeah. with you in that space? Um D D in high school, um, and then later in college and beyond, um I started hearing about the wider world of TTRPGs. Now, like, my favorite RPGs are the weird, like, one-page LARPs um, and, like, yeah. two-person games and stuff like that. I had never played a TTRPG um, until about uh, less than five years ago at this point. Um, and since I went a little nuts, I... As with all new nerdy obsessions, you just keep going at it, hoping that with Surfit, the appetite will thicken and so die. But um, it has not happened with TTRPGs. I was obsessed with the idea of playing Dungeons & Dragons because it sounded exactly like my speed. Uh, but I grew up in a small town where like, lots of people thought, like, still... Uh, 
like I am not old enough for this to be the truth, but like it's people were like, oh, it's oh, demonic. And oh boy, um, oh wow, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, people oh, no. still think Dungeons and Dragons was demonic. Um, and then so there was that aspect and then the other aspect was another small town issue where there was just like a lot of strange like misogyny style gatekeeping mm. of um that type of game like oh no you wouldn't play this you're a girl and i'm like oh god really um a hadn't noticed uh b uh <laughs> i'm now very sad i would like to fight people in in dungeons and dragons <laughs> But then, like, since moving to New York and finding, like, that board game group, which also does RPGs together, since working at Tor, like, one time I was in three work games at once at Tor <laughs> with just work wow. people in them, where we would take, like, an hour lunch and just be like, all right, how much can we get done in one hour? <laughs> so... hmm. Well, that's the story of my life for sure. What about you, Rachel? Um, honestly, I think most of my experience has been from playing with you, Erin. Uh, my very first one was your, your birthday party three years ago. Uh, the, yep. the Dungeons and Dragons game you made uh, for yes. your birthday. The, the game where I was, where I desperately wanted to play D&D and it was the first yes. ever game I played and I DM'd because I was like, you will play with me. <laughs> yes, that was and, and that was like. Bold move. <laughs> It was it was a fun game, but I think that was my first one. And then most of my other playings have been with you, like when we played Honey Heist, um, Bluebeard's Bride, uh, with mm-hmm. some of our other friends. Yeah. So yeah, most yeah, mostly you. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll handhold <laughs> us full confidence. You'll handhold us through this experience too. Oh well, it's it's my pleasure that you put your trust in me to play this game. <laughs> Uh, a game which I'm very excited to be playing today, uh, which we will we'll go over more of the details on that. But all you need to know, listeners, for now is the name of the title, which is called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's it's a game that really celebrates kind of queer life in science fiction and fantasy. I mean, I'm already OK, so I'm already talking about it now. Um, but yeah, uh, Thursday Store Lesbians, uh, it was a Kickstarter last year. It got an outstanding amount of attention. It hit all of its goals, which was incredible. Um, and they are still, you know, working on the final product now. Um, but I was thrilled to do this, especially after, um, reading and being inspired by all of the tour books that I read last year that kind of also explored and went into the space of science fiction and fantasy for people on across the LGBTQIA spectrum. Like it was, it was re- really incredible for me. So I pre- thank you guys for that too. What is it like being in that space with that exploration as well? Because it's an interesting kind of a safe haven for nerds and for queer people in a way to kind of have that knowledge. Um, too big of a question. <laughs> I I know that I've had some really amazing experiences reading some of the books that I work on. I um, I work in books for a lot of reasons because I believe in like the transformative power of story. I believe in escape and adventure. I believe in all sorts of 
things that uh, because I'm a tragic optimist but um and also a tragic pessimist at the same time I'm dichotomy but you contain um, multitudes I do I contain multitudes but there's a book (laughs) just I'm gonna probably drop a million titles but there's a book called A Memory Called Empire by Reading that book bef- way before it came out, uh, because such is the <laughs> such is the issue in publishing. I had never read a book that sort of gave me exactly what I wanted, and when it came to a uh, romance, um, hmm. because that book is just such a great book. It's a it's the story of a space empire, and it's just so intricate. The world building is amazing, and uh, it's sort of this ambassador who's out of her depth in this intense space empire that is sort of loosely based on the Byzantine Empire. And uh, there, there's all of this stuff with poetry, and it's amazing, but there's also, like, it's an incredibly stressful situation for this ambassador and there is sort of her liaison to the empire and they have sort of like this this tension but it's never yeah intense and then uh they both um at one point after like just an extremely stressful moment they end up making out and i was like and it's this is so this is a this, this, this a FF, FF romance and yeah. I I've never been too much for like romance when I felt like it got in the way of a huge story mm. and in this yeah. one I one I thought the romance was really well done but also I'd also never seen like FF romance treated that casually and that naturally. Uh, in sci-fi fantasy because hmm. sci-fi fantasy has been dominated by a certain type of voice for a really long time and they it ignored that or fetishized it and the fact that hmm. that was a transformative reading experience for me and then I got to scream about it to the world and be like you don't understand a memory called empire is just so well written and so perfect and the romance is f slash f it was really important very exciting and now i have another book to add to my uh to read list i don't know is it out it's out right yeah oh, i have it's out there's the a sequel a desolation called peace <laughs> oh cool another book to uh steal from my roommate great yes there are currently two copies <laughs> on our shelves <laughs> a desolation called peace the sequel comes march 2021 hey great Oliver, Rachel, what have been your favorite books? I know I've probably yelled about this one to you quite frequently, Erin, but um, The House in the Cerulean Sea uh, by TJ Klune was my all-time favorite book of 2020 and possibly one of my favorite books ever. Um, Wow. It's just, it's basically like a hug in a book, like a very big gay hug. And it's just exactly (laughs) what I felt like I needed in 2020 with how heavy everything was and how hard and traumatic everything was it just felt like exactly the type of book that I needed to read in 2020 and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who would want to read it it's out in paperback and hardback and TJ's next book Under the Whispering Door comes out in September of this year TJ's amazing and I love him 
Um, one for me is The Unspoken Name by A.K. Larkwood. Um, it, it's like a classic chosen one tale, but then it follows through and explores what the ramifications are of being treated as a chosen one when you're hmm. growing up. Um, it's very fun to read and feels fast paced. Um, but at the same time, it, it's very much grounded. It, it turns up the notch in terms of emotional realism in really interesting ways. I don't want to say too much. It also Ooh. has a mage and uh, assassin main romance. Uh, it's delightful. Uh, FF as well. The mage is also a necromancer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm in I it mean... always for the goth shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What is it about um, about gay romances and necromancy? I feel like I read. I've seen so much of that <laughs> recently, and just in general. Like, I wonder Gideon why. why. Yup, looking at Gideon the Ninth. <laughs> looking at you, Gideon. Thinking about, thinking about Gideon the Ninth, for sure. Um, I'm always thinking about Gideon the Ninth. <laughs> Same. Same. In any case, uh, I think that I would love to continue gushing about books and tour books uh, with y'all for a full hour, but we have some fantastic game to, game to play, so we should move into that. Uh, but first, uh, a couple of things that you should know that are going on around uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, here are a couple of things. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of your neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods including the east village the upper west side bushwick long island city and roosevelt island for more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com new york city and check out a live tour every saturday at 10 a.m on instagram.com city running tours I will say this until the end of time. If you go out, wear a mask. Also, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and provide media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community and make shows like mine. Yay. Uh, please help by pledging whatever you can. Ready for Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org donate. Also, if you are curious about things that are going on in the Radio Free Brooklyn space, you should sign up for our monthly newsletter, because, um, and you can sign up for that at radiofreebrooklyn.org newsletter and get all the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. Okay. I think it is time to move on into the gaming part. So to re-sum up what I've sort of already gushed about, uh, we're playing a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Uh, it was created by April Kit Walsh uh, as a part of Evil Hat Productions. Thank you to all of you for creating this outstanding game. <laughs> uh, so there are many settings for this game, uh, but we're putting um, my beautiful sword lesbians in space. So they're going to be gays in space and they get to basically try to interact and engage with the world 
in emotional and thoughtful ways and occasionally in uh, violent ways as well. There's a lot of really important information that's given at the front of this game. Things like this note here, which I would love to read in full while we have a little bit of time. So this quick little notes here, which I find so important says, no fascists or bigots allowed. To play thirsty sword lesbians, you must support racial liberation, intersectional feminism and queer liberation, respect transgender people, non-binary people, intersex people and women, uh, respect ra racialized people, respect black, indigenous, mixed race people and other people of color, respect sex workers, respect disabled people, respect immigrants, respect lesbians and other people with queer sexualities, respect people experiencing poverty and homelessness, respect neurodivergent people such as those on the autism spectrum, respect fat people and people of all body types, and not demand that anyone educate you about their marginalizations. If you don't agree, fix your heart before sharing a table with other people. Uh, if you do agree, but you're struggling with self-loathing over any aspect of your identity that's understandable, we're taught to hate ourselves in so many ways, come on in and let's celebrate the existence and joy of people like us. So a really important and powerful message within the first like 10 pages of this game. And I think a really important preface to basically a lot of safety and trying to make this a safe space. And then the other safety tool that we're going to be using is the X card. So like even in games that try to create a safe space from the get go, things could happen that could be said that people ultimately in the moment feel uncomfortable with. If at any time I or my players feel uncomfortable with uh, the way a scene is going, some sort of dialogue or some sort of like setup or description, uh, we can say, you know, I'm going to use the X card and then name the thing that they're uncomfortable with. And then we will go back and redo that part of the story so that it is uh, welcoming to everyone. And yeah, that's basically what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be using a, a setting that is actually created in the Thirsty Third Lesbians playbook called Starcross Galaxies, and we'll go into that a little bit more, but first I would love for my players to introduce the characters that they've created today. Oliver, you wanna go first? Sure. Um, so I am a seven foot tall being uh, who looks like they're made out of stone with gray crackled skin, uh, large harsh lines to their chin and shoulders, um, and they look this way because they are a mountain. They have been carved by the tide out of a mountainside uh, as is part of the life cycle of all mountains um, and will be spending 100 200 years um, exploring until they settle down into a new home wow also they are buff okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what what archetype is uh and your oh, character's name is beast. hide right yes yeah Yes, Tide is the beast archetype. Thank you, Tide. Rachel? Sure. So my archetype is the nature witch. Our, her name is Ivy. She uses she, her pronouns. She is a plant geek baby gay, which really spoke to my soul. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll see how this goes. Great. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, Renata. Uh, I am playing Braxo. Braxo answers to she, her, or they, them pronouns. Uh, she is the scoundrel. 
and a Shimbo space pirate who has been traveling around the galaxy for quite some time um, in search of the perfect sword lesbian, mostly. Um, and uh, they're tall and gangly and also have a very, very excellent, like, rapier-style sword. So, um... <laughs> Super excited for what comes next for them. Thank you, Proxo. Okay. We have ourselves a team of individuals who have found themselves to be members of a galactic organization called The Haven. Right, so The Haven Cooperative it, um, spans over seven star systems with dozens of species and cultures, uh, you're, and they're united by a shared commitment to cooperation and mutual learning. But, of course, the, they have, you know, an antithesis organization, and that is the Void Legion, um, an authoritarian and exploitative uh. power that desires <laughs> domination over the galaxy. The Empress is popular in the Imperial Corps, and she uses the might of her legion and the sophistication of her propagandists to expand and consolidate her power. Uh, so it's, it's the Haven versus the Void Legion, and that's kind of the setup there. For today's episode, our intrepid trio has been informed of uh, a group of rebels in unoccupied territory that are in urgent need of resupply. Their task, should they choose to accept it, is to sneak, con, and flirt their way through Void Legion space with a cargo ship and keep the Freedom Fighters from failing. Bonus if they can get a ship full of the refugees back out. So uh, y'all are in your trusty ship, <laughs> a pretty reliable little little vessel. It's done you well, um, and you are flying through kind of void legion territory, territory void space, if you will, uh, on your way to kind of this little little green planet it's mostly grass and magic and um you see that there are um i mean void space has a lot of different kind of ships in the area and it seems that there is you know a pretty big concentration there what are you guys doing what do you want to do let's try to figure out if they're friend or foe i mean i'm assuming right um we can hail so them? I want to go to a viewport. No, 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 no. I want to go to a viewport. <laughs> How did that make you feel? Ty? You know, we're we're um, frustrated. Uh, this is obviously a stealth mission. Um, I know Broxo is bold as am I, but that's a little bit too bold. I have flirted my way past a lot of blockades, so. Great, but let's save that for when we need it. <laughs> you can be our secret weapon of flirting. Oh, okay, Ty. That sounds okay. If Can we see anything from the viewport in terms of, like, insignia or anything? Yeah, it seems pretty clear that these are uh, Void Legion ships. To give you a little bit more detail, a, a number of these ships are, like, there are, like, smaller ones and there are bigger ones, and... It, because unfortunately it is authoritarian, you can get a sense of who are the more important or in command ships by, you know, how like big and how nice it is. And there's kind of like a whole span. Um, of course, there are more smaller ships uh, and like more used looking ones than the bigger 
uh, fancier ones, but there are maybe like two of those. Before starting this mission, could we have put the like insignia on our ships as a stealth mission? I th I feel like yes. So so long as you basically found a way to get that information from someone so you knew exactly mm. like what it looked like obviously you've seen it but to get the exact description of it right so yes so long as you found a way to entice someone one of braxo's several ex-girlfriends definitely <laughs> was willing to give this information <laughs> Would you allow me to use the one in every port move to sure. say that my yeah. ex-girlfriend gave us a... Gave for the purposes us, of time. My yeah. ex-girlfriend used to work for the Void Legion. She is definitely repented. Um, feels really bad about that. And thus painted the side <laughs> of our ship for us. She's an artist. Uh, are there any like rules for, I mean, for the like strings or engagement on that? Or is this just a thing that you can do? Um, so I name a person and how I left things. Okay. So, so um, tell that if story. If I left things on bad terms, I mark XP and the GM <laughs> will tell me something that has interesting, that interesting that's changed since I last saw them. Okay. Um, tell that story. Tell it how you want to. Okay. Well, uh, when I was taking um, my, our, our, our trusty ship, does it have a name? Uh, what do you want to name it? Oh, uh, hmm. this is a really hard question. Should it be named after a concept? Um, yep. <laughs> Tide, when, say... it, when we were all figuring out the name, Tide definitely like yelled out, freedom, and other cheesy things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like it should be a terrible combination of everything our characters wanted it to be. <laughs> oh. So, like, my character was, like, sexy, and your character was, like, freedom, and then we're like, oh, it's our ship, the sexy freedom. Uh, wait, wait, sexy freedom. And plants. Plants. Sexy freedom plants. All right. Great. So, the ship, I am so when a I was plant sexy... geek. Sexy freedom plants, it is. When Sexy Freedom France landed at uh, the Freeports, um, I saw Jenny, my artist ex, who used to work for um, the, uh, the Evil Empire. And uh, I asked her how things were because things had left out on sort of an ambivalent note. I had said, maybe I'll see you again, Jenny. And she said, I hope so, Braxo. And so when I did see her again, she was very excited. We made out for a while. And then she was like, I know you have to leave again because you're such a free spirit. Is there anything, can, can we part with, with an exchange of gifts? And uh, I gave her a very nice ring that was definitely a gift to me from somebody else. And <laughs> she <laughs> painted the side of our ship oh, with the logo of her uh, former employers. Okay. Did she find out later about it being a gift from someone else? She definitely knows now. She didn't know <laughs> when she painted the ship. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Again, interesting. a scoundrel. <laughs> That's you, Braxa. But yeah, we'll say so. We'll say for now that you have this. You have this on your ship. Flashback completed. <laughs> what now folks I mean let's just 
go down to the planet. Um, I'm flying it very casually with only one <laughs> hand on the steering wheel. Mm, <laughs> yeah, so I that'll that they throw them know off. we belong there. <laughs> I'll say while y'all are are maneuvering your way through this fleet, you hear like a ping on your navigate on your navigation and mm. like you hear a voice come over the comms. This voice goes Hello, uh, what is your ship number? Uh, this is ship number 97, and uh, why are you approaching the planet? Um, Tide just silently points at Brox Braxo. He's the talker. Uh, Braxo somewhat nervously takes the hand that's not on the wheel, and this ship has a steering wheel, we don't know why. Um, and uh, presses the button for comms, and is like, Hello, we're ship number seven, and uh, we're here on a standard supply mission to the uh, occupying troops on the planet. Ship seven, just surprising. I thought those were out of date, but um, ship seven, um, who who gave you clearance for such a delivery? Uh, first, it's vintage, uh, and um, Commander Smith. <laughs> so Commander Smith. Mm. That um, guy. Do you I don't know kind Commander Smith, about, right? Is Command has Commander Smith been Who's Commander Smith? <laughs> <laughs> well, he runs the uh the vintage cargo ship department. <laughs> I'm um, not sure if I believe Alright, look, we're not actually <laughs> authorized to tell who gave us orders. Um, but we do have a mission straight from the top, um, to get on down there, give the troops, um, supplies, and then another special mission just for, again, way up top. Okay. Uh, the line goes quiet. <laughs> and you Guys. continue on your way for a little while, and you notice that uh <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you mean that wasn't convincing you, yeah um as you're how as, dare you <laughs> the vintage shuttle department is very important to the empire as as you're going along you have this moment where suddenly like you weren't like maybe you were so focused on like getting to the planet you weren't sure you didn't realize but you feel like a like a all of a sudden you're kind of like tracked dead in your tracks and as you're looking at the comms you notice that it looks like that you have been kind of tractor beam picked up from above and as you crane your necks up you see one of the fancier ships and it mm -mm. looks like um they are lowering like kind of like a port a ship from that to come and board your vessel it's okay we so planned for this i don't remember when but we totally did <laughs> I don't know uh, what kind of flashback we we're, not, we're not playing heist. <laughs> we're not playing heist. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I say we let them on board and seduce them. <laughs> okay, so my first instinct is to, you know, activate my spacesuit, go up there, and then just fucking like hack away at the tractor beam <laughs> so that we can uh, keep on going. Okay, you're going to try to. Okay, to... so so far we have violence. 
seduction. Do you have any um, ideas, Ivy? I'm supposed to have an elemental sword, so I think I can help you with the hacking. Oh, please do. Okay. I forgot about your fire sword. What what element? Um, it's earth. Nice. Well, so it's it's more like it's like a tractor beam, <laughs> really, uh, and then it's the ship. So you could be floating out into space to get to the ship before it gets to you, but it's not exactly a pole. Question. Yeah. Would it be possible to defy disaster that move and like attempt to do some fancy piloting to get away? Yeah, I mean that's mm. that's where it applies. I mean, Define Disaster is essentially um, the role when no other roles apply. So, uh, Define Disaster <laughs> like... sounds sounds about right. That so, sounds better. That yeah. sounds a lot better. Yes, I agree. So uh, I would say Define Disaster daring sounds like maybe the right one for yeah um, yeah intense piloting. You pick your approach, but you have to say what you're willing to sacrifice. I will defy disaster, Grace, because I think Grace might. I think Grace is my best. Is my best skill. <laughs> uh, and let's acknowledge what you are willing to sacrifice in this moment to defy this disaster. Mm, I'm actually slightly willing to disable the ship because I'll just steal theirs when they arrive. Okay. How are we going don't... to steal their ship? <laughs> they're coming. You, they're uh, coming to us. Braxo, do you share that aspect of your plan? Yes. Uh, do you tell oh, us the, that? the 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 pilot, the scary piloting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm gonna say, guys, I have an amazing idea. I could do one of those sweet loop de loops that I'm known for. Okay, and, do it. And uh, we might like clip off a clip off a piece of the ship if it goes badly but if it goes well we'll just get away okay i mean yeah, i'm down for it it's better than Sweet. trying to seduce <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah, our all right uh okay just so you need to so in order to guys. in order to defy disaster you need to roll your d6 your 2d6 and then add the relevant stats so add your statistic for grace um, no, plus your 2d6, and let me know what you get. Oh, shit! It's a 4 and a 6. Pow, 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 pow! So, that's I'm making over finger 10. guns. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm making finger guns, so you all should know that, because you can't see me. Um, Amazing. You, right. you do it with style. Oh, yeah, with verb. All right, yeah, so I make a really, really exciting, like, spiral loop-de-loop out of the tractor beam that takes us down closer to the planet's surface, and somehow it looks like the ship is giving them the middle finger. Crazy. Wow. (laughs) I didn't even know ships could do that. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Ivy and Tide, how does this make you feel? Nauseous. Um, I... Okay. I am. There. <laughs> we get motion sickness easily. Okay. <laughs> um, I am thrilled. I'm right behind Braxo, like with a a washcloth or something, like dabbing off the sweat on the 
on their forehead. Oh. Like, this is just, this is thrilling. What? How, how delightful. Brexo, how do you feel about Tide dabbing sweat off your brow while you're doing this? Uh, I'm mildly into it. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Wait, do we want to make this a string scenario? Braxo, do you want to get? Do you want to give Tide a string for this? Sure, I'll give Tide a string. Great. All right. Uh, for those who are not sure what that means, essentially, when uh, you um, engage, it's usually like you can entice people, but essentially, it's when you kind of connect with or endear yourself to uh, others around you, you get strings and you can use those strings later to um, learn more about them and hopefully get them to, or persuade them to do things that you want them to do. Uh, with consent, of course, um, all of our player characters have free will. Um, our NPCs do as well, but it's more story-based. So you make it through uh, and for the purposes of the time, we'll say you make it to the uh, planet surface and you drop off the goods um, but just as you are about to board your ship again you see a woman standing there in front of your ship in void legion uniform and she is uh, lanky and quick with short blonde hair um, and she is immaculately maintained uh, and just look like incredibly strong looking and incredibly intense, but also just very impressive. And she has at her side uh, this top of the line Legion laser blade. And she's standing there with her arms crossed Ooh. looking at you all. Ooh. And she says, <sighs> who was it, Smith? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm Commander Smith. Last I checked, um, there was no Smith, and I believe that you are both an illegal transport. Ooh, just imagine how exciting it would be for me to catch rebel transport trying to leave my planet. All right, y'all, why are the Void Legion, Legion people always so hot? It's I don't know, but like... sure. One of my trials that I picked is to kiss someone dangerous, and I feel like now might be my moment. <laughs> if, if I can swing it. I, I wouldn't really, okay. would really open with that. Just imagine us in a tiny little three-person huddle being like, I wouldn't start with that. I would maybe like start with something flirtatious. Like, how, how do you, hey, how do do you plan... come here often? How do you I am a baby enough? gay. I need assistance. <laughs> How do you intend to get close enough to uh, this woman in order to, to kiss them? <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm just going to immediately kiss. I need to work up to that, but okay. this right. could be my moment. I challenge her to um, a duel. Women always find that sexy. That's true. Thank you. I do like that. Could I challenge her to a duel and see if she falls in love with me? <laughs> uh, could you describe your sword for me, please? Um... How lewd. So it's like. <laughs> respectfully. Yeah. Respectfully. I would like to respectfully woo her with my yes, sword skills. They, they did say how lewd. <laughs> okay. Um, Tell me about your sword. My, 
My sword is about like the height from the ground to my shoulder. It has a green handle um, with like vines and like leaves and stuff kind of like etched along it. And it's like, it's kind of like thinner, but it's really sharp. So you pull out this blade and you approach her and she kind of look looks you up and down, smirks a little bit. But she definitely looks you up and down. and But she pulls out her laser blade. And uh, she is now... Yeah, she's, she's approaching you. And she's like, well, looks like I have myself an opponent. I mean, it looks like you do have an opponent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very smooth. I'm a baby gay. Take pity on me. <laughs> smooth. Um, I'm doing yeah, my yeah. best. Are, I'm you, sorry. are you instantly trying? I give like a... I was going to say, are you instantly trying to entice her? That was a pretty bad line, so I'm going to say no for my own observation. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So, yeah, you are, you are, you are fencing away. She is uh, very intent, but it seems like she's also, at, like, at ease a little bit. Like, she's kind of, she's enjoying this quite a bit. She, it seems to be someone who enjoys a fight. Um, You're doing wow, great, is... sweetie. Right? Do y'all yeah. want to be? Do y'all want to be doing something in the background while I'm yeah. her? Like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, while this is happening, I want to be like motioning forward all the refugees to get into our ship. Um, Absolutely. Whisper to Braxo, like, uh, can you go ahead and like get the engine warmed up? Like, how fast can we, uh, you know, oh, skedaddle? Yeah. No, it, this the keys to this particular ship like i can just start i can start the ship <gasps> with the key oh Thanks. you you sprang for the extra feature i'm I so glad did. you went for that i, did. Oh, uh, I click it and the ship starts warming up <laughs> amazing um so so y'all are sneaking off in the background um ivy how's it going you know i'm gonna admit Based on your kind of embarrassed hiding of that of that flirt at the beginning, I'm I'm part I'm partial to giving you a condition. Um, okay. Which is called and a, a condition is basically kind of an emotional reflex to to things that are happening around you. Um, and I feel like just for the sake of kind of sh showing off this game a little bit more, also I want to I want to give you um, the condition the condition insecure. Oh no. So the description for insecure is you might read far too much into an interaction where you might confront an object of jealousy. You might cling to the connection or fish for compliments. If are you insecure because you don't think you deserve connection or are or are you insecure because you're jealous of the, the connections others seem to have? Unfortunately, this does give you a minus two to your entice. And you can get rid of oh. this by either uh, lashing out in some way or getting emotional support from uh, one of your friends and teammates. But yeah, so this is, this is what's going yell, on. I did yell, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> she, yes, Renata did, I mean, um, yes, they did do that, so. Braxo. Braxo. <laughs> Braxo. Braxo, Braxo did do that, that Braxo feels supportive. Yelled, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that makes me feel better. I have support does from that friends does... that I'm not a complete <laughs> noob. Does that feel meaningful to you? Was it, it meaningful? It does support? because I'm. 
It was meaningful because I am very insecure and I feel like I just slowed my first flirtation attempt and I was feeling very shy, so that made me feel better. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, Braxo, in order to successfully offer support, you need to yes. roll with either your heart stat or your spirit stat. Uh, <laughs> neither of those are particularly good. Um, let's roll with heart to keep things interesting. Oh, it's still a seven. <laughs> Great. So seven nice. was just about what you needed. Um, assuming you, so it, in theory, the way emotional support works is you're supposed to find like a supportive moment. Um, and we'll say that happens. So, uh, Ivy, you can choose one of several things, which is to clear condition, mark experience, um, have a plus one for a little bit period of time, or gain insight from me about an obstacle facing one of you. Yes, uh, maybe clear the condition. Clear it up. You are no longer insecure. You are, you know. Confidence. <laughs> you're, you're fighting away uh, with this. With I'm with so this cap with this captain with this Thank void you. legion woman, and uh, she's y'all are moving away along, but you don't feel quite as uh, insecure about your uh, your flirtation efforts. Love that journey for me. Yeah. Um, so, what, but, what else do you do? Um, I mean, I don't want to actually hurt her because I want to make more flirty eyes at her. So yeah. can I just like maybe knock? her her out or like distract oh. her and then run back on the ship with my friends or something uh, yeah i mean like you can that. you can try to um how would you so because you can completed. try to you can try to inflict inflict conditions on her you can try to um mm. kind of make her kind of think about that you can also try to entice her like you can in, like you are in the moment in a sparring match with her like y'all are you have her full attention so you can try to make her angry, try to frighten her, try to make her feel guilty or hopeless or insecure or flirt with her. Do whatever you want, girl. So she said um, before, like, oh, how cool would it be if I was the one to bring in these rebels? Yes. But but how much cooler and more, like, exciting would it be to be a rebel? <laughs> <laughs> like, why... Smooth! <laughs> Okay. Well, like, I think that would, like, I mean, if you're looking for excitement and, you know, glory and everything, I think that might, we always have extra room on this ship. Like, that might be all right. an That's option that you might want to explore. Sounds like an entire Tide is giving a big thumbs up from the sidelines. <laughs> Um, that's not, that sounds like an entice to me. Uh, so why don't you roll and add, add roll 2d6 and add your heart stat. Okay, so that is, where's my heart stat? Uh, eight. Because this isn't, like, you're not enticing a player character, I'll say that you get to choose. Okay. Okay, I've got it. So, so you do this, and you do, like, get, like, sort of success. She's suddenly, like, kind of flustered, and her... Her fighting isn't as, like, intense. She seems kind of, like, she's starting to kind of back away now. She's kind of like, what? Like, no, but I've always been a captain of the of the Void Legion. I've never, I've never done anything else. Could, could being a rebel really be so, so rewarding? I mean, like, 
I don't know. You just said that with such, like, surety. Like, what? Like, what? Who are you? But she's still, like, kind of fighting with you. But she's, like... Oh, she's... she's seems a little bit awkward. Flustered. I have a move called Heat of the Moment where I can taunt someone into doing something they kind of want to do but find unwise. Mm. Um, mm. Do you feel that this captain qualifies? That This seems and extremely appropriate. <laughs> Perfect. It's extremely appropriate. Um, I'm going it's to so be yeah. like, what is it? Like, are you afraid of be of how cool it is to be a rebel? You want to be a captain? I'm the captain of this ship, and I honestly don't care about it. I'm just the pilot. You could become a captain on this ship, and you could be with Ivy. That's my taunt. Their name isn't actually Captain Smith. It's cooler. <laughs> it's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, roll what you need to roll. Oh, it's a 10. Well, plus one, so it's an 11. Okay, um, what does it say happens when you get an... Oh, when, so on 10 plus... Okay, on an 11, and it, uh, they do it in exchange for a small concession or reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, so this... this 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 captain, this woman, she looks at you, and um, I, I'm trying to think of what concession she would get, what, what concession she would take. I think she keeps her sword. <laughs> Rapid fascist deprogramming is so fast. We just don't know how to do it. <laughs> that whip, that whiplash, you know. Um, okay, so she she instantly says, "All right, fine." But so long as uh, you never tell people who I was in the Legion, you never ask. You know, I think you'll want to tell people in your own time, but I'm willing to swear that. I cross, I cross my, I make a cross my heart motion. She uh, steps back and um, deactivates her laser, her laser blade kind of nods to you, Ivy, and awkwardly kind of boards the ship. <laughs> she goes to board the ship. The refugees are really oh. fucking confused. Like, they're like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, but they board the ship, and uh, for the sake of time, we'll say that y'all managed to get out safely. Um, are there any last-minute things that y'all would like to do? Or say that you feel in this moment? Ivy, if you want to marry that hot chick, <laughs> I, I, I can marry you for the split second while I'm still captain. I mean, if hot chick would consent to marrying me, I would love, I would love to do at least one of my trials to kiss someone dangerous. Um, you know what? Ivy, why don't you why don't you roll an entice for me? Yep. That is a perfect 10. Okay. How would you go about finding an opportunity to kiss this woman while y'all are making your escape? That's a good question. Um cuz I don't know how to do that without being like weird or creepy. <laughs> um does I it mean, have to be, it like, can... immediately while fleeing, can we like fl- 
yeah, flash into the I core can, where we I'll, can pretend we've built a relationship. For for the sake of the story and for the and for the namesake of this game, what kind of time do you want? Like it can't be months. It can be from the time that you know, but like while y'all are on the ship transporting these refugees, which could take um, some time. Well, I mean, we've got a little bit of time, so maybe we could, like, grab some coffee in the cafe and, you know, chat <laughs> a little bit. And, you know, you can you cannot tell me about your void time, and I'll tell you all about being a space rebel and why it's awesome. And then that's our first date. <laughs> and then it goes well, and, she, and we have a kiss at the end of our first date. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's super curious about rebel life. Turns out it looks like it sounds seems like she has a bit of a, a rebellious streak in her as well. Um, that she is possibly redirecting at this moment. So and so with a kiss, we finish this little piece of Thirsty Sword Lesbians. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Erin. That was so great. Yeah, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Um, I, I hope that you guys had uh, as an incredible time that I did. Um, would you think you'll ever play Third Sea Sword Lesbians again? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I want to delicious. play again for longer. Uh, me too. But in, in the meantime, um, I it's been such a pleasure. Uh, where should people go to follow you, listen to you, tour or unrelated? For anything tour related, um, you can do at tour books on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and then also Tumblr. We also have the Tour Forge blog that you can go to see any of our author guest posts, excerpts, fun things like that. Um, I plugged another book earlier, and I would like to take this moment to plug a book that's coming out this summer called She Who Became the Sun, yes! which is a, beaut a beautiful <laughs> military fantasy um, that retells the beginning of the uh, Ming Dynasty in China, but like as a fantasy, and it says fuck gender, and it's amazing, <laughs> and it has... It's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And I want everyone to love it as much as I do. Fantastic. Well, uh, you know where to go for your next reads, listeners. Um, and a quick reminder that if you ever want to listen back to uh, random episodes or any episodes of Gameplay Radio, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on, you know, the Radio Free Brooklyn website, or really anywhere you find podcasts. So check us out there. Um, we really appreciate you uh, listening to us, and um, as always, stay safe, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye, everyone.